0: Welcome to DecaPod, and I'm just going to say Merry Christmas, everyone, because this is being uh, dropped into your feeds on the 25th of December. So while you're all opening your presents and getting stuck into your turkey and your wine and all that shizzle, uh, this will be ready for you to listen for when you have your nap or when you're, uh, the Queen comes on to give her a speech. So a very Merry Christmas uh, and a very Merry Christmas to the the host s with the most s, um, Eric Malcolm.
1: <laughs> ho ho ho. <laughs> That's what I've been grinning at. It was like, oh, yeah, ho and ho. You, <laughs> yeah.
0: You've just been waiting for me to show up so you could say ho, ho, ho. That's like a flashback set episode where you couldn't stop laughing because I said one and 2
1: It's <laughs> yeah. It's number one. Yeah, <laughs> um, Number two.
0: The problem I've got here is that before we started recording, you told me you were a little bit concerned about your Wi-Fi. So now when you're doing your silent laugh, I'm wondering, are you laughing or is the Wi-Fi cut out?
1: I think it's fine. I was yeah. going to do the whole... Uh, 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 uh. I did it anyway. <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. Um, so Christmas, it's Christmas. I hope yeah. you've had some some lovely presents today. and got plenty of cards. I hope that Santa entered his sack over your bed. <laughs>
1: Only if I was a good girl. I
0: well, thought that were if you are a bad girl.
1: Wow. Well, works both ways, that's it what she said.
0: <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on Christmas? How do you feel about Christmas?
1: Um, generally, I'm not a fan.
0: <laughs> Welcome to our Christmas special, um, where one of us likes Christmas, and that person is probably going to be the one that gets told off for their choice of films, but whatever.
1: I like it more now i have a child um i always find it quite a, a, an overwhelming time of year i find december is a bit of a weird month so i think the sad kicks in a little bit um and then just sort of add in to sort of like the pressure but uh, yeah i can cope with it a bit better and I, it's quite nice having a, a child so it's like magical time but i didn't have him quite happily just tootle off somewhere on my own and not see anybody <laughs>
0: But see, for me, it depends what your idea of Christmas is or what your idea of fun is because I, I mean, I like seeing my family on Christmas. I like, like I've, I've got a, a niece and nephews uh, I, I love seeing and and um, sort of just ripping piss out of and, you know, pushing them over and stuff like that. Or they're a bit old now, so they tend to push me over, but whatever. But I do like that side of it. Well, my best bit, best part is always afterwards, when they've gone home or when I've got home, and it's just peaceful and I can just... Do what I want to do. That's always the best bit of Christmas. So uh, it doesn't always have to be around family. It can be, be around what suits you. And yeah, and I'm with you. One of my favorite bits is uh, just buggering off with dog for an hour.
1: Lovely stuff. I um, ran, I call it running really my feelings off um, 10 miles on Christmas Day. <laughs> it took a good, nice, I think that took me about three hours. Beautiful.
0: I go to Ender Street. <laughs> And I definitely don't run. That, that, that me and running don't go well. And then you get sports bra.
1: <laughs> right.
0: I can't tell whether you didn't know what to say we're purposely holding something back.
1: I was <laughs> holding something back.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate like my that. My sports bra. <laughs> Um, So, yes, we've got a very Christmas, a very Christmas, a very special Christmas, special for you all today. Uh, We're going to be running through some of our top 10 favourite Christmas films. Um, We're going to go through maybe some of our memories or our favourite presents as well as we go along. Um, But I am going to say before we start, if you enjoy these shows, much like this special bonus episode, make sure you click in. Subscribe. Subscribe, well done. Um, so this drops into your feed. So even on Christmas Day, by clicking... Subscribe. It'll go straight into your feed, and you don't have to go looking, and then you pick your phone up, and there'll be a nice little notification on the saying, uh, Decapod have released a, a Christmas special, and then you can just be merry with your sherry. But um, should we make a start on our, uh, our Christmas films?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: And we're doing Decapod rules.
1: Decapod rules. People know what they are now. Don't even bother. <laughs>
0: I mean, you say that, I reckon that this episode is going to get some special listeners, so I am going to run through it. Uh, One of us will do 10 to 6, and the other one will do 10 to 6, the other one will do 5 to 1, and the other one will do 5 to 1. Uh, Any films that are repeated, we will talk about on the second mention of that film. We have not decided who is going first this time, so I am going to throw it over to you. You are not allowed to say you don't mind or don't care. (laughs) You need to decide who goes first.
1: I want to go second.
0: So, I'm going first. Right, okay. <laughs> why, why did you emphasize you going second when, when I specifically asked who's going first? And you would say, I'm going second.
1: Because you don't know this. You still don't know this about me. I am ego mad. So I well, can I, only relate.
0: I recently learned quite just how ego mad you are. Um, I still have a very tender soul <laughs> from, from that.
1: Oh, wow! Well, I've not listened back to it yet, so we'll
0: see. I, um, I don't think I've been as scared doing this episode as I am today. <laughs> it's a Christmas one, right? It's festive spirit. Remember, festive spirit. I'm wearing a Christmas hat. If you're listening yeah. on audio, I'm wearing a Christmas hat with elf ears, right? You cannot shout at someone wearing a Christmas hat with elf ears. We'll see. I mean, you can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You shouldn't. <laughs>
1: Yeah, ah, they're, they're two different things, aren't they?
0: Oh, what's interesting, uh, I've just named two films in what i saying there. <laughs> there you go, two of my films in my list. So just to clarify, you are going second, and you have to say you because of ego, which means I'm going first. Okay, so uh, my number two. Right, here's the thing. When I say this, I don't know whether you're going to be annoyed it's in my list or annoyed it's so far down my list. I don't know how you feel about this one.
1: I, I think it's a given. I'm probably going to be annoyed, so let's, let's just see which type of annoyed. It's a Wonderful Life. It's in my list.
0: Are you annoyed at me that it's at number 10? No. All right. It's fine. But we can't talk about it because it's in your list, so we'll cover it when we get to those. Okay, my next one, at uh, number nine, is A Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: It's also on my list. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will just say, it because I, I was talking to, to to you, obviously, before we started the show, and um, I was saying about my list, I really struggled with this because I think that a lot of mine, I could write this list again tomorrow and it will be in a completely different order. I think a lot of these films depend on what mood I'm in. I think they're all mood films rather than um, favourite films. It's like you look at those two, and again, we'll talk about these shortly, but It's a Wonderful Life and Nightmare for Christmas, very different films. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're not going to watch It's a Wonderful Life when you want cheering up so it's, yes you would oh no it, it makes me a bit sad does that film
1: right well we'll, we'll cover that when we but get to it my online. point is
0: that the, the different moods yeah. of films so it, a lot of it depends on what mood I'm in and tonight I'm very fearful but cheerful so <laughs> there's this you can read into that or whatever so number number eight film and this will probably be the first one you haven't got on your list although I'll be very impressed if you have at Christmas. No, okay, it's not on oh, my
1: list. There let's talk go. about
0: that. And it is definitely a Christmas film. We can establish back by the fact that it says at Christmas, uh, I think one of the actors in it wears quite a short little skimpy red and f- white fluffy outfit, and it says Christmas in the name. Uh, yes, so I, I you're that. fine.
1: Don't worry, you're <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's a genre of qualification. You're absolutely fine.
0: It's one of the greatest slasher films of all time um it is a slasher film that came out before friday the 13th it came out before halloween i think it was like 72 or 73 i don't know it came out before those anyway
1: was there a remake of it about 10 years or so ago
0: no there was a remake a couple of years ago um which i'm presuming you mean that one um which was a comp- it wasn't really a remake it was a I suppose a similar premise, but a completely different film that at the yeah. end went off on a massive tangent, and that would probably, if I was doing a top twenty Christmas films, it would probably get into my top twenty. Oh. But this is the original one, and it's it feels like a Christmassy film gone wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I'd describe it. It's as I said, different moods. You you couldn't sit and watch this one uh, with your kids. You couldn't sit and watch this one. Well, it depends what you're into. I'm going to say to cheer yourself <laughs> up, but whatever. Um, but if you enjoy classic shots, oh, jeepers, slashers, especially the old sort of retro ones, you would enjoy this. And it does feel like Christmas, which you know, the first half of the film kind of feels nice.
1: Oh, there we go. Okay, okay. well, not seen it. No comment.
0: Okay, well, that makes a change.
1: Mm, being good.
0: The uh, number seven. I've got the Santa Claus. With Tim Allen?
1: No. Oh. Not on my
0: list. I think that one, for me, stems back to when I saw it at the cinema as a kid. Um, I don't know what age I would have been. I was probably around about the age where you maybe you You know Santa's not real, but you want him to be.
1: Uh, I mean, what year... <laughs> Yeah did it. Go I, don't out? I feel like it came out after Toy Story which was 95.
0: Oh well that could still apply to me. I wanted <laughs> Santa to be real to so about 23. Aww. Oh but there we go. I did really enjoy it. I felt that it was it was a I think it was a different take to all the Christmas films I've seen before. You know, you've got this normal human being that becomes Santa and uh, I just found it really amusing I remember rightly like shaving his beard off and the next day it will grow even bigger again. I just mm-hmm. I found that sort of humor quite quite endearing, and um, and yeah, I just, I like it. It's just a pleasant film, although I will say the the films I mentioned previously, It's a Wonderful Life and a Nightmare Before Christmas and Black Christmas. I probably watch every Christmas, but the Santa Claus, I don't. I tend to watch every couple of years, so, but I do really enjoy the film. Anyway, that's my number seven. Uh, my number six, uh, this may surprise you, uh, that I've got Die Hard at number six.
1: Oh, I'm relieved. I'm relieved. There we go. Let's go on. Go on, then. Have have your chitty chat about this.
0: Again, I think we've covered Die Hard. Oh, no, we haven't covered Die Hard because it was 80s. Um, no, we
1: seem to talk about it a hell of a fucking lot for a film that's not even out in the 90s. But there we go. Well, there you go. Say, that's my saltiness done.
0: You, you say we. It's usually you that brings it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know. um, but either way. Um, Die Hard is uh, a fascinating film um, it's you know the debate of whether it's a Christmas film or not and I think you know, you put a, a cracking post up in our Facebook group about the, the exact definition of a Christmas film now again you, we've spoke about definitions before and I suppose it depends whose definition you go by but it's set at Christmas which I suppose Ergo makes it a Christmas film however and I said this to you the other day and I said I wouldn't say it Publicly, but I'm gonna say it publicly. It wasn't meant to be a Christmas film, was it? It was it was a film that needed a reason to have a party and it needed to be when everything was dark. So they said it at Christmas. And I think that the Christmas is a byproduct of the film, but and uh and when they did the roast of Bruce Willis, uh Bruce Willis came out and said it's not a Christmas film. Mm-hmm. But according to the, the definitions that are generally put out there. It is, it's uh, Christmas, it feels Christmassy. It sends a man down with a, a, a thing a shirt on that says, ho, 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 now I've got a machine gun, which makes it even more of a Christmas film. I'm not going to go into the, the film in itself. We'll do that when I make you watch it at some point. But that's another film that I tend to watch twice a year, once in the summer and once at Christmas.
1: Yeah.
0: And that... It's my uh, 10 to six. So I've got it's a wonderful life and the nightmare before Christmas, both of which you have, followed by black Christmas, the Santa Claus and die hard. When I talk about watching stuff with different moods, you can see what I mean from them five can can't you?
1: I mean, what's quite it's quite interesting though because I think I've never thought about this before, but be interesting like when we have our top tens like this, if people if reasons why people might choose your list would be, variety not much variety of mine it's very on point but if you wanted a succinct 10 films very much in a christmas genre my it's just it's just all of a sudden pinged in my head when you said different moods that quite it's quite a good variety list you've got
0: That that's a good point because i'll i'll use the santa claus as, as the example which is probably Uh, I suppose Santa is a quintessential quintessential Christmas figure. I couldn't have loads of films in my list with Santa because as soon as I start thinking of loads of Santa Claus films, I start getting bored. You know, I couldn't sit down. I could sit down and watch all 10 of these films. I mean, you know, time-wise I couldn't, but (laughs) sit down and watch all 10 of these films in a row and be happy. But I couldn't sit down and watch 10 Santa Claus films in a row. So I think that skewers my judgment slightly in that, I can't do a list with just Santa films, if that makes sense. I I have to put that variety in. Otherwise, I'd be bored writing my list, which kind of doesn't sound great fun.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right. So, number 10 for me is Nightmare Before Christmas. So, I think. I think this is like my introduction to Tim Burton, but even though people think Tim Burton directed it, but he didn't, he was involved with it, but it, he I think he wrote. So,
0: the, the producer? Script,
1: something like that. He, he wrongly gets credited for it, I know. Oh,
0: he, um, uh, I mean, admit, he wrote a poem, didn't he? Uh, he yeah. wrote a poem which sparked the film, and then I, he must have just been involved in it somehow, yeah.
1: Yeah, because it, it looks very Tim Burton y for a film that's not. Overly involving him. But yeah, I, I remember really, I think again, our generation, it was almost a rite of passage to say you'd see Nightmare before Christmas. and um, the animation's really cool in it as well. And yeah, it's just got a really good, it's a good idea behind it. Jack Skellington goes and discovers Christmasland, and then they want to do their interpretation of Christmas. I mean, that's it's a freaking brilliant idea um for a film, but you know got some good songs in. What's this? Um, And the the baddie in it, um, baddie, is he really a baddie? But yeah, um, just ticks a lot of boxes. I mean,
0: I have got a really odd relationship with this film in that I can never remember it. it. It seems to go in one ear and out the other. And every time I watch it, it's like watching a new film and then they're suddenly like, oh, I remember that bit. You know, I can't. I always forget what's gonna. I can remember the premise of the film, obviously, but it's it's one. It's a weird film that I always forget what's going to happen. I don't know why. Although it is one of the films that I my phone will stay down for. You know, I'm not picking yeah. my phone up when I'm watching this. I find it it, it really engrossing, but it's. Um, I think it's quite unique, and uh, I I could be wrong potentially, but there's definitely nothing else like that film on my list. So,
1: yeah, me either. Then. Also, best, one of the best fancy dress I ever did was as Sally, and um, the stitched together doll. It's one of my favourite things I've ever done. Still got the wig. Um, I don't know why I'm sort of making that <laughs> known um, to people yet. Yeah, so that's my number 10. Number nine for me is Scrooged with Bill Murray.
0: I have Scrooged okay. on my list.
1: Um, so therefore, number eight for me is The Snowman.
0: Uh, the, the The cartoon one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that on my list.
1: Yeah. So I tried to sort of think back on like Christmas films and that would have been the first Christmas film I had. I remember getting it on VHS. So one of the first VHSs I owned. And it's quite, I mean, I mean, they brought out um, the the Snow Dog not long ago and I would never, ever watch that um, again. And it's similar to you watch the snowman as a kid, and it's like, yay, we're walking in the air, yay! Oh, it's melted. So, spoiler <laughs> of that. Um, and it's and I so I
0: spoiler <laughs> after the spoiler. <laughs> if you haven't seen Snowman, okay. If you can't guess what's going to happen to the Snowman, then you know, um, right, tough luck.
1: Yeah, and, but I know that I've read about this and it's to teach children about loss and it, and that's why that happens is that the, he can't last forever, his snowman's going to melt and it's like that reality. But I don't know, sometimes it's like one of those where I think if you watch it too young, <laughs> it, can, it can lead to problems later on. Uh, but yeah, I still got, it's again, it's really stunning. The animation for it's really nice and yeah, it's just a nice little thing to put on.
0: When when I was um, doing my list, I did my usual of writing down sort of 14, 15, and uh, then break it down from there, and The Snowman was on it. And the reason – and I think I was debating between um, The Snowman and uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. But the reason it's not on there, I think, is because I wouldn't go back and watch it again.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I think I watched it when I was a kid, and I probably watched it a couple of times when I was a kid, but I've, I've no desire to go back and watch it. Um, even though it's a, a really sort of good Christmas film, and I think it is a good film for kids, I don't, I don't think it's a devastating end to the film. You know, um, despite how you've just, you know, spoiled it for everyone, I don't think it's a devastating end to the film. but It's clearly kind not of a nice ending, but I, I do think it's a good film for kids, and I think it's one I could sit with someone else watching. But it's not one I would choose to put on. Whereas I think all the others on my list I would do. But um, yeah, good show.
1: Uh, right, so I just want to get this one done as swiftly as possible. Love Actually is number seven on my list, and it's clearly not going to be on yours.
0: You say that. If I've done a list of Christmas films...
1: No, you wouldn't put it on.
0: Well, uh, No, I haven't, but yeah. it, the, the thing I would say about Love Actually, as much as I don't like the film, that's, that's that's a preference, and we spoke about this before, it's it's a preference. It's not particularly against the film, but it probably is a decent Christmas film. You know, in terms of ticking the boxes of a Christmas film, it probably is a decent one.
1: Well, for me, it always... I mean, I remember I went to see it at the cinema, really loved it. I like the ensemble cast. I'm a massive fan of Richard Curtis anyway, so it already ticked a lot of boxes for me. But I also really like... There was... the probably still is a little bit but there was this kind of thing with films for a short period of time where it was all about intertwining stories but having about eight different stories taking place and they don't necessarily correlate to each other but they do overlap and the vatchi is like pretty good for that characters kind of you almost see them like walking past each other they're not necessarily um don't don't directly talk to people like it's the same people appear at a wedding and things like that um so yeah so i always really loved it i can't watch it anymore though um it's been ruined because um there is a very famous storyline and scene with it and it's got emma thompson in it beautiful emma thompson and in the film she is married to alan rickman and alan rickman um has a bit of a office thing with a young floozy in his office and it's um heartbreaking so he's like they're married they've got two kids she's just the whole like full-time mum kind of thing and she's just like she's awesome she's emma thompson and she has this thing where she sees he's bought a necklace she finds it in his coat jacket and she's like and then they're sat around the christmas tree and she says i just want to indulge myself i'm going to open this one and it's the exact same shape as this jewellery box and so she's opening it, expecting a next she opens it and he's bought her a Joni Mitchell CD so she's like fuck who was that for and obviously he's bought it for the for the sluzy so she goes up and she does like the most amazing scene where she goes Do you know I'm just gonna go and upset myself one last time like that and she goes up she puts this 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 CD on and it plays the most achingly heartbreaking music and she um she she stands in the room and cries and uh, like really cries, really, really cries and then she, she gets called downstairs and she kind of goes, yeah, in a minute be there and she straightens her fucking face up and she goes downstairs and she goes to her kids' nativity play like nothing has faced her and although I've never experienced that thing of finding someone who's bought something For somebody else because they're having an affair I have totally had at least one Christmas probably two Christmases where I have been upstairs in a room crying and I have straightened my face gone downstairs started smiling again and pretended that everything is okay and yeah I can't watch it It's too close to home around that kind of almost double life that you tend to have to lead also there is it is a bit problematic uh, <laughs> another one. Uh, I'll tell you some bits of it I don't like um, I hate the scene with Andrew Lincoln I don't like Andrew Lincoln very much anyway I think he's a ponce <laughs> let's just stick that out there uh, but in particular, I hate his storyline so his storyline is with um, Keira Knightley and it's the one where he's got all the boards and he's holding boards up Um, and basically she's married to his best friend but he's completely in love with her as well and it's absolutely ridiculous Um, I hate that bit and yeah there's just a lot of stuff in it I I think Emma Thompson come back Emma Thompson but there's a problematic line she's got she talks to one of the characters who's just lost his fucking wife and says something along the lines he starts crying and she says something along the lines of man up nobody wants to kiss a sissy And and it's just like wow um, and yeah, and probably at the time We all would go, ha ha, ha ho, Weber Thompson Telling it how it is, the straight plane You know, um, but yeah It's got some very funny stuff With subtitles I think Richard Kurtz is really good at that Using subtitles to, to tell jokes and things like that I, I do like it I like Hugh Grant Sorry, I've really waffled about this film and I didn't mean to
0: I've no problem with your waffle. I'm slightly confused at how much criticism you've given it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was one point in my life, it really summed up to me. It was my Christmas film where I would put it on. I was going, It's first of December, I'm watching the Actually. Thank you very much, everybody. Like they and it's only been the last few years that it's now not a film that I that I watch at all, let alone at Christmas. But it did used to be. It's not Christmas till I've watched Love Actually. That's why it's, but that's why it's it, lower down in my list.
0: I mean, I I'm the sort of person that if, if you keep mentioning something, eventually I'm going to go to it. And you keep mentioning Love Actually, and it's like when you first started saying it, then I thought, oh, maybe I will go and revisit it. And then you started telling me everything that's wrong with it, and I thought, oh, maybe I won't. <laughs> maybe no. I'll. We'll give that one a miss.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, there we go. But yeah, that's that's number seven. Um, So my number six is Bad Santa.
0: Never seen Bad Santa. It never appealed to me.
1: I fucking love it because it's like an anti-Christmas film. Do you think about Christmas films being all about purity and that kind of the spirit of giving, and particularly like films about Santa Claus? it's like it's the opposite to that so in any he is, he's a very bad santa <laughs> a very very bad santa um he could be a bad santa with me sometime um but um it's yeah it's good it's got it has got a heist in it it's got a cute kid a cute it's got a cute kid in it who's also a bit gross so they even play on that the, the cute kid's not quite there's like bits of him picking his nose and stuff there. that's not relevant to the plot Uh, but I just like that they really turn that on its head about the whole thing like everybody one of those things that they put up in the group was about the the main character will go through a redemption I don't think this character particularly does go much of a redemption he is just when they say he's bad Santa he really is Uh, but it's I think it's really funny I was really disappointed in the sequel but I would recommend this Um, as one to go and watch, because I think it's brilliant.
0: So your bad Santa is the equivalent of My Black Christmas?
1: Uh, Possibly, but more from a comedy angle rather than the horror angle. In
0: in the terms of it being anti-Christmas?
1: It's not anti-Christmas, it's probably anti-Christmas spirit.
0: I think that murdering people is probably anti-Christmas spirit (laughs) as well. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm massively amused now that you started off by describing Bad Santa as anti-Christmas. And then when I say it's anti-Christmas, <laughs> you have to disagree with that. No,
1: you're just there trying to find things. I'm not being spicy today. I'm not having another episode potentially not go out.
0: I I, I don't think that was spicy. I thought that just showed that you're just <laughs> dismissive of my opinion. <laughs> um was that your number six yeah okay so we've done ten to six uh just recap your your 10 to six for me
1: um yeah so a double 10 i had number before christmas and then sneaking in there at number nine was Scrooge, and then sticking put at number eight is the snowman and uh, not going anywhere at number seven is Lavachley, and a new entry at number six was bad santa
0: it's quite a good little soft <laughs> pop on down here there <laughs> You have to start doing that on every episode. That's how, that's how we do the wrap up now. We end the show. God, we'll merge our top tens, which will essentially be nine of yours and one of mine, <laughs> and then you can just count them down. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. So that that's that's uh, my first half and your first half, uh, and uh, I think we said we were going to share a, a few sort of Christmas memories, a few Christmas presents. What What was your favourite Christmas present? Or do you have any Christmas memories that stand out above anything else?
1: So I tried to think of one specifically from the nineties and I think about the best Christmas present ruse that was ever done to me. So my, my mum and dad were always really particular at making the point that they spent to the penny the same on me and my brother. Like, and if it fell out of sync, it was because somebody had had something two days before because of timings forgetting it or something like that, or it would be put, it'd be rectified at a birthday, but it was like like almost like the annual accounts, right so i remember one christmas i would have been about 10 and uh sat down looking at my brother's presents i'm like oh when you got that like, i've got like a stationery set what's going on here like what have i done and um feeling a bit like not saying anything because you know that you know if you moan the people be like, oh don't be so ungrateful <laughs> like that and um and then um my dad you know like how dads always collect all the wrapping paper into a bin you know, like that thing um uh, my dad went oh emma can you you're not doing anything right now just go take go take the rubbish out around the back and i was like not only am i not getting any presents i've now got to go and do manual labor and go and put the rubbish out in the back and i went out and my new bike was propped up against the wall <laughs> i was like oh like that and promptly went went straight and I was really excited because it was a bike it didn't have state it was like a really nice it was a mountain bike which I really wanted so I went on it and was on it for three seconds and fell off it into a hedge <laughs> but then did you, you know got back on it obviously uh but yeah I just I just remember that whole oh that moment of thinking it was going to be the shittest Christmas ever and then leaving the house and my, my, my present being there, I thought, well done, mother, mother and father, well done.
0: Um, I don't think I was conned at all as a child. I think that <laughs> I the, the two that stick out for me, one was I got a Commodore 64 one year, so I don't know when that was, but I must have been young. I can just remember there's a picture somewhere of me like lifting this box lid off and just looking ecstatic, like <laughs> arms stretched, like, yeah. And then I can remember being this the boy ticket, it took about six hours to put together in about 19 mm. hours, to, you know, load first game. But, yeah, that that was a big one. And another time we got, uh, I got a, a, like a, a snooker table, not like a full-size one, um, I think it was like half-size, just folded up. Um, and I've, I remember it was, I think it was the only year my mum and dad will not let us go down before them. They would let us go down and sit in the room and wait for them, but we're not allowed to open anything until they come down. But that year, like, no, don't go down. Like, Why? And then, because the tables made up in middle living room, well, sit in the middle, taking up the entire living room was this snooker table, which then annoyed the bugger out of my mum for the entirety of Christmas because we couldn't yeah. do it. Um, but yeah, I think they were they were two ones, but I don't know. The one, other one that sticks out for me is um, my mum always used to give put stockings on bedroom doors well santa or someone who used to put stockings on bedroom doors and every year there'd be like a, an orange and an apple in there mm-hmm. and and they were like the little trinkets gifts and i can remember every year you say to me oh, mum i like it when you put a stocking on bedroom door. it's nice but do so you think you could like put something like um a book or a video, or something like that, so that, you know, when I wake up at four in the morning and you refuse to get up till seven or something, I can actually... I oh, have something
1: to do, yeah. Yeah,
0: but she never did. <laughs> <was all> <laughs> like, Eat uh, your orange. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that summer and a bit of chocolate, and that kind of... Well, fair enough. I mean, I'm not meaning to complain, but it amused me. Um
1: I think my I, parents even wrapped the orange. Did oh, yours? No, I don't
0: think so. I could be wrong. I remember one year, um I'd got... I don't Oh, it might have been my birthday, actually. I think it was Christmas. Um, we got, or I got, uh, the, the Ghostbuster house. And in the Ghostbuster house, you got uh, some slime that you could put down and run through the Ooh. house. Anyway, it wasn't in there. And I can remember my mum, oh, is it not in there? Oh, that's a shame. And, and as soon as she said that, I knew you've taken this out.
1: Good for her. i anyway. do exactly the same.
0: Anyway, she made the mistake later on, on that day. Oh, it must have been Christmas. She made the mistake that they were asking me to feed the dog and she'd put it next to hot dog food. So, like, hey, look what I found, man. Like, oh, like, oh, Santa must have left it by mistake. Rookie error, straight in the bin. Well, I think that she probably wanted me to find it. She she, she took it out but didn't have the heart to completely take it off me.
1: Uh, that, wow, that just reflects on me as a mother, <laughs> doesn't it? Lovely.
0: Either that or you care about your carpet. Yeah,
1: I'd, yeah to slime it's just it's on the list of things that I will not actively bring it into my house until it's requested I do not understand parenting where you introduce them to things that are messy before they even know they're a thing like slime kinetic sand why would you do that to yourself I'm like Brio, lovely wooden train sets, <laughs> things like that. That's fine.
0: When um, he was young, the, the, I don't know how, maybe six, seven, maybe a little bit older, he, uh, he just loved apples. He'd have like three or four apples a day. You know, you get a little blue stickers on them. Yeah. Everywhere around the house, <laughs> oh. fucking blue stickers. I'd just like go get my shoes and there's a blue sticker on the shoe. <laughs> how how you? We haven't got any apples anymore. How is there a sticker on my shoe? But I, I don't know. I was, yeah. Oh, here's a question
1: for you relating to apples. It doesn't relate to Christmas, but it does relate to apples. And this was a debate uh, that I've had before. At primary school, your morning playtime, was that also known as Apple playtime? No. It really was just my school.
0: Apple playtime. Yeah, we
1: actually have Apple playtime where you could either bring an apple and tea or you could buy an apple for 5p.
0: I mean that sounds like the least fun playtime ever.
1: <laughs> you could still go you could still go and have normal playtime and it wasn't mandatory to eat an apple, but it was generally at the ten past ten playtime, you could go and buy an apple to eat.
0: This is why so many people <laughs> are getting vaccinated. Because when there were kids there were forced apples. <laughs> Playtime, eat your apple first.
1: No, but I loved it because we never, ever bought Golden Delicious at home. So Apple Playtime was my opportunity to eat a Golden Delicious.
0: (laughs) How to respond to this conversation? I don't I genuinely don't know where where to go with it. I have no interest in Apple stories. Um, I mean, I told my only interest in Apple story and it was more about stickers, I think. I don't know. I think I've exhausted the Apple conversation. Or you've exhausted the Apple conversation.
1: (laughs) Shall we go on to our top
0: five? I mean, let's divulge over fruit if you want. Have you got any pineapple (laughs) stories?
1: No, but I have got a pineapple in my kitchen at the minute. And it was (laughs) something. Right. Top five?
0: Top five. Oh, I'm going first. Hold on. No, that's not correct. You're going second, aren't you? Right. So I'll go. (laughs) So my number five, um, out of all my films, I think this is the only one you might actually have something to 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 uh, uh, challenge me on slightly potentially, and it's Gremlins.
1: No, I agree with it being a Christmas film, because set at Christmas, the, the Gremlins or um, Gizmo is a present. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're in good territory. All good. Go ahead. Proceed. I'm guessing it's
0: on your list, though. No.
1: Because um like have we did we talk about gremlins for the halloween special?
0: No, uh, come up.
1: It's come I've, up at some uh, point. I think
0: it were gremlins 2 that come up from the right way. Uh, I can't because, remember which. We've spoke about it at some point.
1: Because that's just a, just a tiny reminder. Um I thought gremlins was a certificate 18 till I was about 27. So that's how scared of it I was and probably am. I I, I would still struggle to watch it now. It fucking it, terrified me.
0: It was scary. You know, I don't think I would find it scary now, but I think that at the time, not just because of the age, but because of the way the effects were at the time, I, I would have done. I think people now obviously, they're growing up on different special effects. So you could probably, I I've not watched it for a while, so maybe I'll go back and watch it. Um, But, but yeah, I think that, like I said, with this this list, it's, it's a, a variety and it's it's uh, difficult working out what films do I like and what films do I like because they're Christmas films, what do I like films because they're like because they're associated to Christmas. And Gremlins is, like you say, it's associated with Christmas. And I think that it's just a... I think if Gizmo wasn't in it, I wouldn't feel like it was a Christmas film. It would mm-hmm. feel like just an unpleasant film if that makes sense but gizmo is just cute and friendly mm. and you know you don't feed him after midnight and don't get water and it's just like oh you've got this lovely little creature like i said he's a present which i'd be honest i'd forgotten until you mentioned it but it's like a present it's just, i'd love i'd love a gizmo no for...
1: i mean you just know not you personally but oh, no, in general just fuck it
0: up. yeah yeah.
1: As quickly as the kid in the film does as well. Like it's literally he's not even had it a day. He's got water on it.
0: I mean, you haven't seen me try to look after my dog. Aww. She locked us out once because we've got bolts on top at the bottom of the door, and we'd left some shopping in, in porch. And trying to get it, she'd she'd close the bottom <laughs> bolt across, and then we couldn't get in because he locked the door. Aww. So genius. Well. Is, there's definitely something going on there but yeah i think gremlins it's in some ways it is scary in other ways it's like almost a warm cozy film in places starts off as as warm and cozy anyway um and it's funny as well i think the second one is funnier but there's definitely funny bits in it i do get the two conflated sometimes i think the first one's all set in the house it? and then the second yeah. one's in the office building i do get them conflated but but yeah there's moments of humor in it and um yeah, uh, I do really like that film. So that's my number five, Gremlins. Number four was Elf. On my list. Excellent, we'll come back to that then. Number three was, I think this one you had on your list, you mentioned was Scrooged? Yes. Scrooged. Uh, now, again, I will be completely Honestly, I love the film. I really, really do. It's in my top three Christmas films, although it'll probably change by tomorrow. It's in my top three Christmas films. However, I do get all of the Scrooge films mixed up and conflated a little bit. Even like um, when I was thinking about it early today, I'm thinking about they had Michael Caden. I'm like, no, that's a Muppet Christmas Carol. And then I'm having a breakdown and, and look at which films which and try and work it out. But I think what it is, I love that story. I think I love that entire story, and there will be people that listen to this that will despise me what I'm about to say. That's my favorite version of it. I think that most people prefer the Muppet Christmas Carol, but I love the Scrooge version, and it's I I, I, just, I could just sit and watch that absolutely no problem. And so, yeah, I, to be fair, any of them, any of those those films, I could watch, but that's my favorite of them all.
1: I feel exactly the same. Um, I felt nervous because I was like, I'm going to pick one depiction of Christmas Carol. Um, and yeah, I, I'm the same as you. A lot of people will probably have The Muppets as their number one Christmas film, but I'm afraid it's not even my number one Scrooge film because I like the modernization of it. I, I thought it was really clever and I thought it was a bit genius making him a TV executive. Um, it's really and the bit at the end where they're like singing into camera and stuff break the fourth wall a bit don't they it's real i
0: just like bill murray do you think that michael Caine could have played no the bull role in the Snow? no no the other one i like and I, I did weigh this one up um was the uh the mickey mouse one
1: i really oh, okay.
0: find, i find that really endearing as well that's probably the easiest to watch but yes. probably not my favourite. But, yeah, so Scrooge. Um, I'd be interested if you've got this one on your list. Uh, last Christmas. No. Right, came out.
1: I oh, don't... weirdly, though, sorry to interrupt you. I only watched it last week.
0: Uh, with Amelia Clark? Yes. Yeah. I think it was, I don't know if it was last year or year before. Um, mm. I adore this film. Um I don't know if it'd get in any of my top tens, like a top ten favorite films or top ten of that decade or anything like that. But it would definitely be my, my my Christmas list because it feels just like a really warm, pleasant Christmas film. And I am gonna spoil it. It was on last year, so if you haven't seen. The film Last Christmas with Amelia Clark. Just skip forward a little bit because I, I do just want to speak about this because I absolutely adore it. Um, the the ending where um it turns out all not to be real, essentially. You know what I mean by that? It's um like I said, I'm gonna spoil it then. I still really, really gently sittoed around spoiling it. Or they probably work out. Um, it completely got me off guard. Completely. I was genuinely wrapped up in the film, and then it got me off guard with that. And I hated it. I hated it until then, the very end bit when they do that concert. And I fell in love with it again. And then I went back and watched it again. And when I watched it the second time, I didn't hate it at that point. I think it's because you've, I think you've said this in a previous show that you need that, like with the horrors, you need them to survive with the, the rom comedy, the happy ending. Mm. That film, I felt like I was heading towards the happy ending. And I, I was, it was a film where, you know, you get the ones where you just, you want the happy ending. It, it, it was that. I really, really wanted the happy ending. And when they took it away from me, I was genuinely annoyed. But then when I watched it again, knowing there wasn't quite the same happy ending, even though it does have happy ending, um, it, it was just like, yeah, I, I adore this film. You know, it's a, it's a nine out of ten film for me. It's, it's a film I can just sit, phone switched off, it's, I think there's a bit of everything in there. And I just, I love Amelia Clark as well. I think she's amazing. And I just, yeah, I, I, I couldn't kind of, I mean, you can, I couldn't gush about this film more uh, without, without getting into too many specifics because it is quite recent. Um, I, oh, I love it. I'm going to watch it tonight.
1: I um, got told this, the ending before I'd seen it. Oh which, dear. And I'm telling you now, it ruins it. Um, so the fact that you have treaded really carefully with the spoiler, I think it's really good. Um, and I didn't, in, I didn't enjoy it because it I was when you know from the very start, the first time you watch it, it'd be like knowing the Sixth Sense twist the first time you watch it, um, and I just couldn't. I was like, oh no, what's going to happen? So I couldn't buy into it. I didn't, I didn't buy into it. But I know if I'd had the experience you'd had, where I didn't know, I would be the same as you.
0: The, there is, I mean, to me, I, if, I could be proved wrong. People will say, oh, well, I knew, I was exempt, but I knew. um, But there was no inclination for me in watching that film. There was no inclination at all that it would end the way it was going to end. Um, and it just completely caught me off guard. Now I, like I said, I was genuinely annoyed at first for about two minutes until then we got the end of the film and it, it just felt nice again. And it didn't feel like everything was for nothing. And that, I think that's why some films I fall out with when it feels like... You know, when you get dreams, ends on all mm. that stage. It's like everything's for nothing. I hate dream sequences, although I do love dream warriors, but that's a whole other story. Um, I hate dream sequences mainly, or largely. And uh, I think it felt like that until then, you got the last two minutes or so, and um, then watching it again now. It's weird because, I, like you say, you know the ending. So I watch it again now knowing the ending, but because I didn't have it spoiled for me i've got the, the feelings for it
1: that's it that's that's the difference is because you got to experience it as the film intended the first time you can now appreciate it on different levels where i just never had that and i am gutted absolutely gutted that i didn't just watch it when it came out so there we go there's a there's a lesson watch films when they come out kids
0: um yeah so then we've got my number one, and I really hope this is on your list, and I'm really intrigued to see um, if it's on your list, where it's on your list. But this, I said to you beforehand, and I said it during the show that this list could probably be shuffled about anyway. But I think nine times out of ten, this would always stay at my number one spot. On it's Home Alone.
1: Yeah, I've got Home Alone.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk to it when you come but to it, but no,
1: you can you can continue with my number five. So um, you spoiler. Can <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's ruined it. You might as well switch off now, guys. You know what's coming.
1: i oh, sorry, I didn't think about that, because you've got to do a rundown, haven't you? Sorry. I was trying to let you talk. <sighs> anyway, okay, thing. yeah, well,
0: let's talk about Home Alone then, which is, well, I suppose you would like to categorise this way. It's your number five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, to me, that's the ultimate Christmas film that isn't about a Christmas thing. It's not about Christmas. It's about you know the kid that gets left alone that's at Christmas, and I think it's the ultimate Christmas film like that. And I mean, we've spoke about it on the show before, so we won't get into too much detail. But it's it's a home invasion movie. It's fun. It's funny. It's charming. Uh, Macaulay Culkin. I know he's not been in an awful lot after, obviously, but it's absolute legend status from this film. It's it's one of the best child performances you'll ever see. Um, and even the the other actors i think i forget sometimes how well they play their parts um i just think it's and it's it's really uh, creative as well with some of the obviously the the booby traps and the stuff they do it's it's creative and yes it is almost looney tunes in places but that's what the film is you know you've got to accept it for what it is and it's just just really good christmas fun
1: so yeah um so a couple of like couple of things to add into that so you'll like this anyway so, um, my i'm going to credit him my ex-husband you'll like this says that Die Hard is just home alone with guns um, and he uses that in his argument towards it being a christmas film and why that's a christmas film and i thought you might quite like that connection um and yeah and the other one is is like uses of saying about Macaulay Culkin now, I know I mentioned my TikTok quite a bit, but I did do one specifically about Macaulay Culkin because he was recently seen at a fashion show and there was a clip and they put this clip up on TikTok and it said the Home Alone kid was spotted and I stitched it and I was like, the Home Alone kid. I was like, oh, we're now that old. The kids won't know that he's called Macaulay Culkin. He is, was an actor, a famous person, just that kid from home alone is now grown up and that blew my mind that he's out of mainstream
0: uh i keep seeing those things if you were born in the 90s you're old yeah. it's like oh 82 bloody hell yeah. um all right well just before we move on to your top five then uh because i'm feel genuinely pleased that i've made it through my my list unscathed which is good but um I think we should just give everyone a little shout on a little point in a certain direction if you enjoy these shows and if you want to hear even more Emma and indeed Terry goodness. There is a very special place you can go. It's a magical place and we're on our way there. Where is it, Emma? Um, Patreon. Patreon, yes. Um, (laughs) Patreon.com forward slash Decapod, where you can get even more Decapod goodness. There are bonus shows over there. The most recent one was, in fact, um, it was Emma's top 10 meet at market, the top (laughs) 10 men that Emma finds most appealing in inappropriate and appropriate ways. Famous Um,
1: men. Not just... I haven't, like, betrayed anybody's confidence.
0: John from number seven. (laughs) <laughs>
1: How do you know about him?
0: <laughs> well, you know, could pick the name and number, it have been our right. um, face. So <laughs> I like it when I amuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh, emma's meat market is over there uh i think that by the time this episode comes out you'll also have the friends special where we've covered season one of friends over there as well as sign up you'll get your own bonus episode where you get to come on and list your top 10 of anything we've had someone uh say they want to come on and do the top 10 at <laughs> lamp posts uh, yeah, but what's...
1: i talked them down
0: <laughs> yes well then what was the final decision
1: i think i think they might be setting on service stations which i'm a hundred percent behind uh,
0: i'm also going to give a shout out to our first patreon uh robin bates who was the first person to sign up and uh, he's already told me and i haven't told you this yet he wants to do uh, unless he's changing his mind he wants to do his top 10 toms
1: that's fine because i might have um sort of tickled him a little bit towards i was just like go on do men men, men and he settled on toms
0: um if you aren't a member of patreon or even if you are make sure you check out the video of this just so you can see emma <laughs> do this motion when she's describing tickling
1: tickly his thumbs yeah, um. and you'll know exactly
0: <laughs> what she's referring to just by that image in fact that's going out as a bit of a promo um yes um make sure you go check it. there's other bonus as well but i've forgotten them when i know better than snow ask emma so um uh yeah that's patreon um But yeah, hope you're having a wonderful Christmas. Uh, Do you want to do your top five, Emma?
1: Yeah, so well, we don't need to cover my number five because it's Home Alone. See, efficiency.
0: Shocker.
1: Did there? Um, Right, number four um, is Polar Express, and I have to, I have to have this. It's my, it's my son's favourite Christmas film. um, As I think of it, future, he's obsessed. He's obsessed with trains. (laughs) We're going on the Polar Express on Saturday. And he doesn't know. And I'm going to cry so many tears when his little face sees it pull into the station. So I I absolutely can't wait um, for that. And this film is problematic for people. People find it a bit creepy. It uses a certain type of animation that the, 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 the humans in it They've kind of got like weird side eye going on, and um, people don't like that. There's a lot that you have to like Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks has about eight parts <laughs> that he to in this film, um, but but my defence for it where it's actually a really lovely Christmas film and it's a really nice film to show. It's about a kid that is starting to not believe in Santa Claus anymore. And the Polar Express comes for kids of this nature and takes them to the North Pole and then Santa can choose somebody to receive the first gift of Christmas. I mean, that's a lovely, lovely message in itself. And yeah, and if you go by that, it, it's a really nice film. and i've watched it every year with my son since he was six months old um but to a point where he asks to watch it in may which does which kind of takes the shine off it a little bit so we have to sort of um sort of bring it down so i know a lot of people will roll their eyes at that i know i think it has something ridiculous like an average of 6.6 out of 10 on imdb but my kid likes it so So i like it
0: See, I think anything. I think six out of ten is a good score. I, I, you know, when people talk about six out of ten, they always think bad. And I'm like, this is above average. <laughs> you know, six mm. out of ten. Sorry, I think I, 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 I watch a lot of six out of ten. I mean, The Polar Express is probably one of, if not the sort of my wife's favorite Christmas film. Um, It's a film I've. It's a weird one because. I should love it. It's my cup of tea. I like that sort of animation. I like the, that's a sort of Christmas spirit sort of film I like, but I've just never been able to buy it. It's weird that it's the sort of film I should love. And I just don't, I just, I don't. It just do not click with me for some reason. Nothing against uh, it. It just do not work for me. Oh,
1: uh, uh, there we go. That, that's my, that's my number four. So
0: number three for me is Elf. Is what? Elf. What's <laughs> it Elf. Elf. yeah the alien
1: yeah. Or, or it's alf roberts <laughs> back from the australian soaps um it's christmas you greg galah <laughs> it's
0: true um yeah I'll, it's again elf is a film that i forget about every year i watch it at christmas and then it just leaves my brain until i start looking at all the christmas films in the sky and then an Elf comes up and it's like, oh, yeah, I like Elf, come back. I seem to have a very weird relationship with a lot of Christmas films.
1: Um I think it's the modern film that kind of just rightfully now has its place in any kind of top ten Christmas films. Um Massive, weirdly, I'm a massive Will Ferrell fan, but I think this is where he's peaked. I don't think he will ever better this role as Buddy the Elf. Um and again, it's 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 a really simple it's a really simple kind of Christmas comedy. He's he's a human, but he's like giant, but he thinks he's an elf. It, it, there's just good comedy, and there's all that stuff about coming into, and it's always like this. It's always going into New York, the least hospitable of all places. So that, and I just like some of like the really silly jokes in it, like when he goes. There's like all those places that say the world's best cup of coffee. He's like, you did it, you did it. And he's like spinning around on the revolving doors. And it's just, I know I am actually, again, oh, my son's got a lot of mentions today. I'm excited for the Christmas. He's old enough to sort of get the kind of humour behind that because he's been a bit young up until now. Um, It's got James Caan. It's got bloody James Caan in it from The Godfather. I mean, come on, it's got dirty, dirty, sunny, Oh, I love that bit in that film. Anyway, um, that's not, let's not think about 1970s James Caan. No, stop it. Um, no, I'm going to. No, here we go. Right, back in the room.
0: <laughs> See, it's uh, so what I was saying before. I think Elf is similar for me to The Nightmare Before Christmas in that if I would just wrote down 10 Christmas films, it probably wouldn't have gone on my list. That I wouldn't think of them. I had to go and... I always back up and go and check what I've missed. And, you know, they were both films that came Oh, yeah, of course I got them. And when I try to order them, I'm like, well, this one goes up here. And like on mine, it was number four. But I, I, I don't know why I think that and that before Christmas, if I were writing down to 10 Christmas films, I'd probably won't come, come in my brain and I don't know why. Mm,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. And I like, there's that nice bit that they're all singing later in the film and stuff to get the Christmas spirit back and, yeah, I just think it's just a nice film. So, right number two, it's a wonderful life.
0: Yep, I'll let you lead with this one.
1: Right. Uh, so, I'm sorry. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna uh, indulge myself in a bit more of sort of sharing. So, this film's got a special place in my heart now. I'm sorry to bring the book. So, like obviously, I've had I've had troubles over Christmas, um, like a couple of times. I've had one of the loneliest Christmases I've ever had and uh, one of the things I really remember about it was um, sitting downstairs is <laughs> just like yay but I, it's really important it's, it's why this is so high up on my list sat on my own on Christmas day um, when my baby was having a nap with just sort of only myself for company and watching it's a wonderful life and Literally feeling exactly, not exactly as he feels at the start of that film, but feeling completely alone, completely miserable, not knowing what to do. But by the time I got to the end of the film, I thought, in some way, somehow, it's going to be okay. And that is why I would, this kind of gets debated quite a lot about whether this is truly a Christmas film because so many of it, so much of it cuts away to different sort of periods of time. But for me, if you look at that thing that we talked about, about redemption and going through a journey, and it is set like the start and the end is set at Christmas as well. That's what that film is about. And also my personal thing is it gave me hope in a year that I thought I, there was no hope left. And for that, I'll always be grateful to it and I'll always watch it. So I'm sorry if I brought the mood down, but that's why it's number
0: two. You just spread the joy with that. And telling people how you've 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 come out, you've gone on your wonderful life, and you've come out the other side. I think my two issues with this film are that first of all, the amount people talk about it being the greatest film of all time, and I think I've said this before, and I think you have a similar thing with um, music. You know, when a certain song becomes mainstream, and then you dislike Mm. it. It's a similar thing, but it's more when people just keep telling me how good something is. I get to a point where I'm like, well, it's not that good. The way you and these 17 million people have not, not you specifically, but these 17 million people said the greatest thing ever made. I'm like, I've seen Avengers Endgame. I know it's not. So it's like, I think that always pushes it, would push it a bit further down my list just because that's taken the edge off it for me. And, and the other one is, it's a brilliant film, and it almost brings me around at the end. But for me, and this isn't a criticism on the film, this is just how it makes me feel. I, it, I get too sad. It, 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 I struggle. It's like that like you said. I, I've had. Um, I've watched that film when I've not been at my best, and it's like I struggle to get back up afterwards. I struggle to get back up to that high because it's almost as if I've taken. From watching a film, I've taken too much of a kick in beforehand to quite get to quite get back up. And I know full well that's just the way different... Oh God, that's not like a kind of reference to an episode. I know full that way, that's just where different people perceive it, but it's that's just how it affects me. However, it is a really, really good film, and I do think that if you can watch it as you've done and come out the other side... I think it's a it's an amazing film. If one you can do that, it's an amazing film. Um, like I said for me, it's just that because it gets talked about a bit too much, and because the laws are a bit too low, uh, that's why it's number 10 on my list rather than number, I don't know, five, three around there. No,
1: it's number 10 on your list.
0: That's what I said. It's why like number 10 um, on my list rather than oh,
1: sorry, sorry. I thought no, it's number two on mine. Yeah. Um, right. Okay, so but yeah, what we'll say is that like, if you do watch it when you're a bit down, definitely you have to watch it to the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, don't, don't stop halfway yeah, through.
1: Don't stop. Just sit with it. Just watch it to the end. You won't be just. Dis- you definitely won't be disappointed if you watch it right through to the end. It, um, it's like
0: the opposite to Moulin Rouge. Do you stop Moulin Rouge about halfway in and you're fine? Don't yeah. stop Wonderful Life halfway through.
1: No, 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 no. And it's like. Is it in "It's a Wonderful Life" where he says that beautiful lines like "What do you want, Mary? You want the moon? I get the moon for you." Is that that film? It might be a different one he's in, um, that's one of my favourite lines from a film as well. But um,
0: just before you go on to your number one, then is your number one the film that I've said?
1: Nope.
0: Hmm. I genuinely don't know what it is.
1: No. Oh, I'm intrigued. It's very, very personal choice. So it's it's not going to feel so mainstream. So my number one Christmas film of my all time is Santa Claus the movie.
0: Which one's that?
1: Santa Claus the movie is basically the story of how Santa came to be. And it has Dudley Moore as Patch the elf. And it has, um, oh, the guy, oh. I forgot his name. The really tall, lanky guy from Third Rock from the Sun. Ah, oh, what's he called? I forget his name, but it's got it's got him. He's season four of Dexter, the baddie.
0: Ah, uh, yes, I know who you mean now. I don't know his name, but I know who you mean—the best baddie from Dexter.
1: Yeah, the best baddie. And the or Trinity that?
0: Killer. Yeah. No, it's my excitement perk then.
1: yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, when you, when you said Santa Claus, the reason I got confused is because my brain immediately went to Miracle on 34th Street, but I knew it wasn't that one, but that's where my brain was going. But I know which one you mean now.
1: Yeah, so this film is really, this film is really dear to me and my family. So although The Snowman, I remember probably being the first cartoony film that I had on video, and that was a Christmas film, this is the first Christmas film I remember watching, and I watched it with my – it was me and my dad, and my dad's – friend and wife were over as well and they would you know that thing I don't know whether people do it so much now but that whole Christmas visiting thing so they'd come around because it was Christmas and this film was due to come on and they had they put it on for me probably to like make me a bit quiet probably like stick the film on so she can watch it and I always remember sitting on my dad's lap about four years old film came on and um the first film I ever cried too. So I always—it's say all happy memories, but like nice tears. I, it, um it, I just remember that it taught me Santa Claus was real. So it's that's well, that's the story that taught me. Well, he's got to be real because in that that film. So I know I know how he comes to be. I know all the stuff about the magic because I saw Santa Claus have to learn it all. So I've kind of got that. But I absolutely adore Dudley Moore and probably had like a little childhood crush he's not on my list but um did definitely have like a fun in a similar way to Matthew Corbett because he's absolutely adorable as Patch and that whole thing where he kind of tries his best and then he has to leave the North Pole and again goes to New York the least hospitable place that you can possibly go and yeah and then that whole sort of thing about the, the kids in it and things like that and helping Santa, and there's always a thing isn't there let's get Santa's sleigh flying again and um and then but and again it's got that thing about corporations trying to ruin Christmas um and, you know and he's got the most magnificent line in that where they're trying to come up with ideas to make him a money. and he's like Christmas too I mean, let's like have Christmas halfway through the year um yeah and it's just it's really good but you know what would be poked fun at that is you know we talk about the robin hoods and the robin hood with an english accent i think that was the only thing my dad used to say about santa claus the movie was like santa claus does not have an american accent (laughs) so obviously it's quintessentially english which i don't think he, he is in the slightest but that's why it's my number one film and again it's it's up there with if I what, and I think I would struggle to watch it and not cry even now. It's just, it is Christmas to me.
0: What accent would Santa Claus have?
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know why my dad was so upset that he had an American accent. I actually think German is where the, the rootings of Father Christmas actually is, potentially.
0: I mean, he's from the North Pole, but I don't know what accent they have up there.
1: Guten Christmas.
0: <laughs> yeah, that
1: only <laughs> <laughs> really lives in the North oh, Pole. He's been <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's another Brussels sprout. Yeah. I'm disappointed we haven't done the... I've not managed to cram one of the, the bottom Christmas specials in here.
1: That's what she said. <laughs>
0: um, what do you think to the Christmas? Because I can't really comment too much on on the um, uh, the Santa Claus film because I can't remember much about it. I'll be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, I know what you're saying about the visit and I can remember that being quite prominent. Uh, ours was more family because we had sort of lots of family around and, and we'd go see my uncle and we'd go see my nan and um and we'd go down south to Wolverhampton and, and see my dad's um family down there and it were not only the same day but, you know <laughs> but it was like Christmas and people would be coming right to see us and on well, my brother because I've got an older brother who's um he's 15 years older than me so obviously what I'm up to just sort of 16, 17, he's coming around to see us open as presents and he lived with us for a long time. And obviously, and it's yeah, so very much a family. In fact, I'm going to tell you my best Christmas memory ever. Now, it's just thrown back to me as I was saying that. I bought my first house and it was directly like, opposite my mum's house. Not intentional. Got it for half price. Sold it and made <laughs> a fortune. Right? Really lucky. But um, my nephew uh, and niece had, uh, um, come round, and they were at my mum's house. And my nephew must have been I don't know, two or three, you know, barely speaking, but string a few words together. Now, I didn't know this at the time. It was only after, and it still makes me cry if I were to see it now. It would still genuinely be bawling my eyes out of this. I went in and I, I walked in the room. and turn it went, and it, they used to call me Tete. That's how you say my name, Walking Tete, like that. And then carried on Christmas stuff. When you watch the video, he's got this little drum thing for, for Christmas and he saw me walking over and he's uber excited. And he's banging on the drum going, Tata, ta ta. He's very right excited. But of course I only catch the end bit. So I didn't know he's been that excited. I'm like, when I watch the video, I'm like, oh, look yeah. how pleased he is to see me. He's literally ignoring <laughs> everyone else. Oh, wow. Um, he don't speak to me now. I oh, don't speak to anyone, he's silent. <laughs> yeah. He's one of them people, one of them books. But, um, but yeah, that's probably my best Christmas memory ever It's just, just the excitement on his face. Um, yeah, there you go. Oh, that's nice. all right. Well, let, let's wrap up with one more. Then let's uh, because as we record, this isn't, but as I'm sure some people will be listening, it is Christmas Day. What will you be up to on Christmas Day? What are you up to right now as people listen?
1: Um, I will be at my mum and dad's, which is amazing because I've not seen them for two Christmases in a row. And so we're going like for the long haul over there. So I won't be cooking. I would just literally get to go be lazy daughter and yeah, probably um, building some kind of wooden train track around their living room rather than mine um, for a change. I might try and escape and go on a quick Christmas day jog, because I'm a bit weird like that. I'd quite like to do that as well. And and I don't really know apart from that. I just know I shall be located over to the eastern side of this country.
0: I will be off to my in-laws on Christmas Eve. Uh, So right now, as you're listening to Christmas Day, I will be at my mum's for a few hours having a a vegan Christmas dinner, causing all the problems. Genuinely not looking forward to being (laughs) The trouble someone at Christmas dinner uh, and then we'll be coming back uh, and I will probably be uh, in the living room with the dog by myself for the remainder of the day and that is not a bad thing that is a good thing uh, I love the dog and I'll be watching probably some Christmas films which i will come on to in a second but yeah I think that uh, anyone listening, I wish you all I hope you're having a tremendous day I hope you haven't eaten any turkey but that's my preference <laughs> um, but okay so Films, have you got any um, also rounds, any nears, any films that maybe you wouldn't put in a Christmas list, but would you really associate with Christmas another way?
1: with? Uh, no, so I haven't gone that route, but I did have a couple of films that just made my honourable mentions but weren't good enough for my top ten. So one is The Holiday, which is Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz, Dirty, Dirty Jude Law, and um, Jack Black. and I kind of hate the film, but like it. It's so cheesy. And I really despise myself for how many times I've seen it, but I still really like it. But there's a line in that film. And do you know what? This is this the amount of times I've gone a little bit more morose in this episode, this is probably why I don't like Christmas because there's a line in that film, which really resonated with me and it actually made me pull my socks up a bit and go, come on, get a grip Em." Kate Winslet says in that film, you're not even the main character in your own life. And I thought, yep, me either. And um, probably the last, couple of years i've made changes for that that line really resonated with me just this kind of let other people have their day have their moment you're a supporting artist it's like no it's your fucking life though <laughs> so be the main character in your own life and uh, so i like it for that and it just, also uh, sorry go on. it also taught me about a thing in film which i never knew about unless i'd seen this film and that's called acute meat so um that's um Something that they use a lot in romantic comedies, which is how the two characters meet, normally like kind of like crashing into each other as they go around the same corner or something like that. And you know, learn a little bit of film trivia.
0: That film that you'll be surprised to hear caused an argument between me and me and a partner. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but not for the reason you're thinking. I fell asleep during the, the film in the cinema and she went a bit nuts on me for falling asleep but i also fell asleep during one of the avengers films so it's nothing oh. to do with the film cinemas no. i fall asleep in them Either way, anyway, have i ever told you my jude law story
1: no
0: would you like to hear my jude law story
1: yeah
0: it's never been dirty on me just so you know uh, have, you f- <laughs> have you ever seen the only person in the
1: country
0: you ever seen the 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 film alfie with jude law
1: i have yeah did you like um, it I don't mind it. I really like Divine Comedy did a really good version of the song, Alfie. So I always love hearing that because at the very start, it was like, Alfie! I,
0: I don't know why, but I saw that at that stage in my life where I had no idea who I was. You just mentioned then that line about you're not even the, own, the star in your own uh, life, and I think I was a bit like that then. I had no idea who I was, what I wanted to do, where I was or anything. And I saw it at the cinema, I can remember just thinking like, I found it really emotional, that film, Alfie, um, because everything that goes wrong for Alfie in that film is brought about by himself. He's 100% to blame for his own demise. But it feels like it comes to quite a nice conclusion. You know, it ends with the the, the last... It started off the film with where they just meet and she says something right nice to him, like, all the best, Alfie, and they kind of walk off. And it's like, It just feels like he's about to put his past behind him and move on. And I don't know why, but that really resonated with me. It felt like I need to put the past behind me and and move on with what I want to do. I need to work out what I want to do. It's not quite what happened because I took that message and somehow twisted it in my brain to be like, I need to be like Alfie. That's what I need to be like. I need to be like Alfie. So I needed to go to the bank um, and I thought... Right. I'm going to put a suit on to go to the bank. I didn't have a car, so I had to walk. So I'm walking through Bramley Park, and this woman's walking, and she's got a dog. Now, again, I appreciate this isn't the best thing to do. You will get that in a moment, but she's attractive. I'd like to ask her out. Alfie would ask her out. I'm going to ask the random woman walking a dog. I'm going to ask her out. What would Alfie do? It'd just go straight up, and it'd make some witty remark to her. Uh, So I thought, that's what I'll do. And I thought, I know, I'll stroke her dog because that will be endearing. Mm -hmm. The dog didn't think so and proceeded to run around me with its lead on. Uh Grabbed its lead around my legs and I went head first into mud. Uh And I remember just walking home going, I'm not healthy. I'm not healthy.
1: Ah, but you know what? Neither was Jude Law, really, because Alfie really belonged to Michael Caine and why they yeah. thought they could remake a film that Michael Caine had done perfectly well, I've got no idea. Jude Law didn't have the pizzazz of Michael Caine, no. right?
0: I, I saw that before the original, uh, which I yeah. think if I'd seen the original first, I wouldn't have enjoyed that as much. Um, either way, uh, that's my Jude Law story. Um, any other uh, also-around films you want to mention?
1: Yes. Um, I also had on there Christmas with the Cranks, which is another film that is kind of sneered at, but I think it's really funny. I really like it. Um, I think Jamie Lee Curtis in particular is really funny in it. She does a lot of kind of ah, screaming and and she does a lot of kind of faces. And what I think is quite good on the casting is it's got Tim Allen in it, Santa Claus and it's about a couple that say they're not going to do Christmas and so therefore they're not going to do any of the traditions because they want to go on holiday instead so they're, all their money is going to go into this really amazing cruise because their daughter's not coming home for Christmas and I think what's more apparent in America is there is pressure on, on streets in America. And it's got and it's like the other thing I love about it, it's got Dan Aykroyd in it as this kind of almost crazy neighbor that's like knocking on the door to go, You've not put your snowman up yet. Why have not you put your snowman? And like this pressure to comply and to put money into the, like, the funds and things like that. And this whole thing of them going, No, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. Um, I, I, I really like it. I think it's a great idea. And I think it's I think it's based on a book. Written by John Grisham. I might have that wrong in my head, but I gen—I know it's definitely based on a book, but it's by a writer that normally writes really serious stuff. Might be Grisham. We might need to look that up. But um, yeah, Christmas with the Cranks, um, a very underrated film in my humble opinion.
0: Never seen it. I uh, can't comment, but it sounds fun. Might give it a watch.
1: Yeah, I can't work out whether you'd love it or hate it because it is a comedy. So it's always grey area.
0: I'm, I'm going to have to do some like, therapy into my feelings around comedy because I'm very confused. The more episodes we do, the more I get confused over how I feel about comedy.
1: I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis puts a bikini on at one point.
0: Well, I mean, I could give it a try, I suppose.
1: <laughs> but Tim Allen also puts very little swimming
0: trunks on. It doesn't sound like my type of film. <laughs> Um all right, I'm gonna mention a few. Uh one film that I can I change my mind daily on whether it could be classed as a Christmas film or not, but I tend to watch it at Christmas because it feels a bit Christmassy. Uh and it's Batman Returns.
1: Yeah, so when I looked up, I used a top 50 or something um Christmas films, Batman Returns was in there. So I think you're absolutely it is set at
0: Christmas as well. I think that if I'd have done a top 11, I would have put Batman Returns at number 11. Um, Because similar to you, I I don't think I'd put it as a Christmas film, but then when you see everyone else put it as a Christmas film, I tend to think, hmm, maybe I'm wrong. Either way... um, the other one I want to mention is, uh, and these aren't films. Are Christmas films? They are just films I watch at Christmas. These are the films that that genuinely make it feel like Christmas to me, and it just goes back to childhood. There were the things I would watch at Christmas. So uh, there would always be a Bond film on at Christmas, and that Bond film would Boo. always be watched. No Bond. Boo. Uh, no Bond. Boo. One of left To stop, and it won't be you, so um <laughs> uh, <laughs> So it's 20 minutes of Bond, boo, Bond, boo. Um, yeah. Silent laugh on Wi-Fi? Silent <laughs> laugh on Wi-Fi? Um, yeah, so but I, I love Bond. I love the cheese for it. I love the fact that it's not almost meant to be real, it's, it's, especially sort of the old Roger Moore and, uh, and whatnot. But uh, that makes it feel like Christmas. So as much as, you know, there's always different Bond films out now. It's like, I love going watch watching one of the old Bond films. Uh, also, Star Wars. And for me, I don't know why, I cannot put a, a reason behind this specifically, but always A New Hope. I don't know whether that was the first time I saw it around about Christmas time, or uh, then watched it a few times in a row, or whatever, but, but A New Hope makes it feel like Christmas Father. The others don't. I mean, I'll happily watch them at Christmas. I'm not going to turn down Star Wars, but... A new hope feels like Christmas film. Uh, and the other one I'm going to mention, uh, and I could have put this in my top 10, except it's shit, um, <laughs> is the Star Wars Holiday Special,
1: oh, God.
0: Um, which is. Both amazing and shit. If you've never seen the Star Wars holiday special, uh, they did put it up on Disney for a while. I think they've taken it down and it's been replaced with like a Lego version. Uh, But it is available on YouTube. It is the most horrendous thing you will ever see. And there is a scene where Princess Leia, I believe she sings the Song of Mm. Life, um, Chewbacca's Song of Life. And it's just horrible and it looks bad. But it's one of those films where... I think it's so bad. It's good.
1: I think Harrison Ford won't acknowledge it exists.
0: I, I don't know if he won't acknowledge it, he just refuses to talk about it. <laughs> um, Mark Hamill does something similar, but in a more jokey way. You know, when <laughs> you get asked, he just, what film? What's that? You know, he plays it up, whereas Harrison Ford's like, no, shit, I'm not talking about it.
1: Oh, uh, do you know what? If you want to find a clip that will fill your heart with joy, you need to find a clip. Um, oh, We are both pretty bad. There's a, there's a famous guy, and he's, been, he's on a he's on a interview show like in America, and he's talking about how much he loved Star Wars as a kid, and how he really wanted Mark Hamill to come to his birthday party, um, and he wrote to him, and obviously that Mark Hamill didn't, and then Mark Hamill appears, and comes, and they they surprise him, and it's like the the look on the actor's face is just amazing um so i will find out what that is and i'll post that in the group um because it's it's amazing and i know it's not related to christmas but you've said star wars and it's related to that
0: do you want me to talk about star wars some more
1: no not really oh,
0: okay. um when can we do a star wars special when it gets to the 70s yeah
1: okay
0: um but yeah that's it i i, I am going to mention uh, a couple well i'm not gonna mention a couple of songs i'm gonna in fact what's your favorite christmas song
1: um, thank God it's Christmas by a queen. Very underrated. Go and stick it in your ears, people. It's it's the best Christmas song. I will take no further questions on this.
0: My favorite Christmas song is Last Christmas by One. Yeah, um, so,
1: yeah. Oh, so do you play Wamageddon?
0: No, because I listened to it the first day. <laughs>
1: Because, no, take yourself out the game. Yeah,
0: because I genuinely... <laughs> it's the only Christmas song that I never skip. I mean, I like a lot of Christmas songs, but I'll sometimes skip them, but wham is the one that I refuse to skip. However, I am going to give a shout-out to one of the most underrated... And it's it's not a Christmas song as such, but it was released at Christmas. It was an animated film, which now I've forgotten what the animated film was called, because I forgot to write it down, I wrote the song down. But it was animated, it was set at a Christmas film... Uh, Where Kate Winslet was doing the voiceover And she released a song uh, called What If Which isn't a Christmas song But it's from a Christmas film And it's got a Christmas feel to it I remember
1: that song
0: um, okay, so that that kind of concludes our Christmas special. If you have listened to this on Christmas Day, uh, I just want to say thank you. I hope that we've uh, we've managed to make you enjoy your Christmas Day a little bit. I hope you've had a good day of festive cheer. If you're watching this after Christmas Day, well, thank you for listening as well, and I hope you've uh, you've managed to find some merriment in it. Um, just make sure you do click subscribe. I'm not even giving the opportunity to say look. Just make sure you do click subscribe, and you go check out Decapod. Uh, no, that's wrong. Patreon.com forward slash Decapod. And I will leave you in the mighty capable arms of the wonderful Eric Malcolm to uh, to wrap up the show. That was
1: the one that was about Christmas and we hope it wasn't a nightmare at Christmas for you to listen to. But yes, both agreeing nightmare before Christmas was um, on our lists, and keeping our fingers crossed that we didn't get a gremlin in our stockings. And if we did, we certainly wouldn't feed it after midnight. Um, controversially, both choosing... Um, scrooged uh, over the uh, the more popular muppets christmas carol but a scrooge or a christmas carol tale still being in there um me favoring it's a wonderful life because of the big impact it had on me during my dark times along with love actually and that kind of personal choice um for inclusion we um settled the score that die hard is a christmas film so absolutely fine to for it to be on terry's list and then both of us having films about how santa claus came to be close to our hearts as well that was the one that was christmas ho ho ho
0: Merry Christmas, Emma.
1: Merry Christmas, Terry. Oh, we're all right, wasn't right. it? Yeah.